Now, we're going to clarify all this a bit because I know, you know, when you talk about wisdom, it gets, okay, wisdom, you know, let's clarify a little bit more, okay? The word of wisdom is not gained by reading the Bible. Now, wisdom can be gained from reading the Bible, but not the word of wisdom. This is a spiritual gift manifestation. Okay? That's not what we're talking about. There, there is no better source of wisdom than the Bible. Amen? Amen. But we're not talking about today. We're talk, that, that could be a whole sermon itself, right? Gaining wisdom from the word of God. Right? But we're talking about the word of wisdom, which is a spiritual manifestation. So we're not talking about that. It's also not the wisdom we pray for in James 1. James 1 says, ask the Lord for wisdom and he will give it to you. That's not this wisdom we're talking about. Right? We don't ask for the word of wisdom. God manifests the word of wisdom in our life. We can ask for wisdom from God anytime, any day, any hour, any minute. James 1 says, ask and he will give it to you. Let me tell you, I ask for wisdom a lot. Amen? Amen? You should be asking God for wisdom a lot. Every day would be fine. In a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a morning prayer, come on, add that. If you don't have that in a morning prayer, say, Father, and I ask you for wisdom today. To do what I need to do, to say what I need to see, say, to go where I need to go. I'm asking for your wisdom today. Ooh, come on, he's going to answer that. Amen. Amen. But that's not what we're talking about today. That is a whole other sermon, right? How to ask for wisdom from God in James chapter 1. We are talking about a supernatural word given to someone about the future. So God gives us a little tiny piece of information that we need. Just like the word of knowledge. This is a little tiny piece of information that we need, right? If you go to a lawyer for some advice, right? You got some problem, you need a lawyer, right? Oh, I've been to a lawyer once. I was trying to patent something and uh, a little invention of mine. And I've, I found out, Ooh, lawyers are expensive. Anybody found that out? <laughs> He's like, well, you need to put the uh, retainer in. And then whenever we talk, I'll subtract out of there. And Okay, okay, I put my retainer in. And then, like I called him for five minutes. Called him for another five minutes, went in. All of a sudden, he's like, you need to put more retainer. I'm like, huh? More, more retainer? I just put the retainer in. Yeah, but I charge $400 an hour. Oh. That was interesting, right? But I went in for a little piece of information. I got a hold of him for a little tiny piece of information. How do I do this and how do I do it right? How do I patent this? What are my steps I need to take? Well, he knows tons of law about patents. He was a patent attorney. He took school for years. He's been doing it for years. He is not going to give me much of his word of wisdom. Right? He's going to give me a little tiny piece of what he knows. Just a little tiny piece. This is what you need, right? Here. That's what the word of wisdom is from God for us. God knows everything. Like I said last week, it amazes me when I, think, when I, thought, I thought about it again this week. He, he knows everything about everybody and everything that's ever happened in the history of the world. Everything, every detail. 
He knows every thought, every thought, I, just me. Not, not the billions of people. He knows every thought of every person on the earth that's ever been on the earth, every thought. Just that alone is like, I can't remember half of what I thought yesterday. Hello? Hello? He knows every street I've ever walked on. Ever. I can't even remember what I was telling you last week. I don't remember what first school, my first school. They asked me at the bank, what's your, what's your um, you know, security question? What's the first school you went to? I don't know. What's, what's this street you lived on? I don't know. Was you, you, you know, question after question. I don't know. <laughs> Come on. God knows every single answer to every of those questions. So when he gives us a word of wisdom, he's just given this little tiny, tiny sliver of knowledge or wisdom, right? Or knowledge, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. It's just a little tiny, tiny sliver. Come on. I, heard, I had that word of wisdom uh, in, in uh, I, I, get, I read that word to you a few weeks ago. Well, it was probably, was it last week? No, it was a couple weeks ago, I think. I had a word I gave in 2017. I, I try and write down every word that comes out during church and keep it, right? Because those words are, are, can be powerful and they can be edifying for years to come. Amen. So I, I wrote down the one, the one in, in, I type them, type them, I save them, right? Amen. So in 2017, I, I read it to you a few weeks ago, but I'll just give you a few lines out of the word. I said, in the word, I said, you will need to stand strong. The lies are coming. The truth is being pushed down. You will need to be persistent in your growth. You will need to hear my word and accept it to bear fruit in this earth. Did you hear that? That was just part of the word. It all points to the future. You're going to need to stand strong. The lies are coming. You're going to have to be persistent in your growth. You're going to have to hear my word and accept it if you're going to bear fruit. Right? It was a word of wisdom given to this body right here. And this should be happening in the churches everywhere. All the time. But most churches shut it down. Well, we don't believe in that anymore. So we don't do that. Come on. They're meant to be a blessing. That is a blessing. It was even a blessing when I pulled it up the other day and I put it on Facebook and I had all kinds of you liking it on Facebook because you read it and you were blessed. See that? It's a blessing and it's four years later. <laughs> Do my math. <laughs> Come on, are you getting this? So, we also need to clarify the word of wisdom is not prophecy. Now this can be a little confusing. It's not really confusing, but we have, to, we have to define prophecy because prophecy just gets lumped together with everything, okay? So 1 Corinthians 14, 3 says, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men, okay? That is officially prophecy. Most people say, well, prophecy is all about the future. No. <laughs> now, a word of wisdom is actually the thing about the future. That's the word of wisdom. Now, we lump it all together, and it usually comes out in a prophetic utterance, right? 
I've given many prophetic utterances, right? And, and, and some of those things that are said are current right now, and some of them are for future. Now, if they're, they're, if they're current knowledge for right now, what we need to do right now, that's the word of knowledge coming out in the prophetic utterance. If it's something about the future, it's, it's a word of wisdom coming out of the prophetic utterance. You see that? So we shouldn't just, we shouldn't lump, when people prophesy something about the future, really it's a word of wisdom. I'm just clarifying that, okay? You can get into the, you can get into the weeds in this, but that's, that's clarification that when something's given about the future, it's actually a word of wisdom. And it can come in many forms, just like, just like, um, the word of knowledge, it can come by an audible voice, right? You can, you can hear God. It, it can come in a vision. I had the vision of the um, supplement. I've had other visions. It can come in a dream. It can come through tongues and interpretation. Come on. Or it can just come through prophecy, which we're gonna, we'll get into that gift of the Spirit also. So, Let's give a few examples here. Uh, Joseph received a word of wisdom in a dream. Genesis 37, verses 5 through 7. Now, Joseph, you love Joseph? Anybody? I love Joseph. Now, Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. Woo! So he said to them, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf rose and also stood upright, and indeed your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. Of course, they're agricultural, right? So God gave them a, gave them a dream using agricultural. They're binding the sheaves, which is probably like, you know, wheat. You're binding things together. You're binding up the harvest. And he sees, my sheaf arose and stood upright, and indeed your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. Woo! So Joseph had a dream about the future, if you know the story, right? You know the story of Joseph. This is the start of it right here. Come on. And he dreamed his brothers would bow down to him, and he made the mistake of telling his brothers. <laughs> and as you know, right, they tried to kill Joseph, and they were going to kill him, right? They were going to kill him. I think, I think it was Judah, the, the brother of Joseph said, no, let's not kill him. Come on, let's, he's my brother. Let's not kill him. So they end up selling him, selling him into slavery, right? And you know the story, right? Long story. But my point out of this, for a, for a teaching today out of this, is when we have a dream from God, first of all, it might be a word of wisdom, might be a word of knowledge, right? I've had both. But also to learn out of this, we don't need to tell everyone about it. Hello? <laughs> Come on. I'm very careful of what, what I get from God in private, of revealing in, in public. Some things we get in private should remain private. Right? We have to discern if we should speak them publicly. Also, along these lines, don't just assume a dream is from God. Many people do that. They say, well, I had a dream, must be God. They get on Facebook, they say, I had this dream, would you interpret it for me? It's like, well, maybe you should get the interpretation from God if it's from God. They think every dream's from God. <laughs> Karin has a lot of dreams, 
And I've, you know, I've been with Carmen a long time. She has a lot of dreams. And she'll get up and tell me the wildest dream you ever heard in your life. But none of them have come to pass, right? There's, and I tell her that, and when she, comes, when she tells me a dream in the morning or something, I say, now remember. Because it could, you know, like, I saw tigers attacking our kids, and they, they were, they tore them to shreds. Now, you could bring an interpretation out of that, you know, the devil's after your kids, something like that, right? But as far as literally, right, literally, everything she's had has not been like a literal dream, you know, happened. So if she woke up from every dream and said, oh, that would not be good, right? We'd be living by dreams. She doesn't do that, but I'm just telling you, she has a lot of dreams. I don't have a lot of dreams. I don't know. Some of you are probably dreamers. Some of you probably dream a lot, right? I don't have a lot of dreams, man. I do not have a lot of dreams. When I have a dream, I am definitely thinking, is this God? Because I, I, I mean, if I remember a, a dream I had once every two, three years, that's amazing. I mean, I do not have dreams. So when I get a dream, I'm like, whoa, what was that? And I've had some powerful God dreams. Ooh. I mean, waking up where God is all over me type dreams. Woo, that's powerful stuff, right? I mean, God is on you when you wake up. You're like, woo, God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we don't assume a dream is from God. You got to be very careful about that. Right? Why? Because we don't want to live our lives based on a dream we had. No, 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 no. We live our lives based on the word of God. Some people make the mistake of getting, having a dream. Now they're living their life off of a dream. No, don't live your life off the dream. Hello? You have a dream. If it's from God, learn what you need to learn, right? Learn that, learn that word of knowledge. Get that word of wisdom. Whatever you need to get out of that dream, get that. But you don't live your life by a dream. You live your life by the word of God. The dream, the dream is simply there to help us. Hello? The dream is there to help us. If it's a word of wisdom, it's a word of knowledge, it's there to help us. God's given us something for a reason. He, he downloaded something to us because he wanted to help us. Right? When I look back on the dreams I've had, they were a help. Right? They were a help from God, but I don't live my life by those. Amen? Now, let's look at another word of wisdom in the New Testament. Acts 21.10 says, And as we stayed many days, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. When he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet, and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit. Well, you better listen up. Amen. <laughs> Thus says the Holy Spirit, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Well, that is a word of wisdom about what would happen to Paul in Jerusalem, right? It says he would be bound and he would be delivered into the hands of the Gentiles. That's future event. It was going to happen in Jerusalem. Okay? And right after this, if you read down a little bit, we see the people begging Paul not to go. Don't go, Paul. Don't go. Don't, don't go. They're going to bind you up. They're going to hand you over. Don't go. And he says... I'm not only ready to be bound, I'm ready to die for Jesus. Ooh, Paul. Come on. Paul did what he thought he should do, amen? It was a warning, but he went to Jerusalem anyhow. 
The word of wisdom can be a warning. It doesn't mean we have to stop doing what we're doing, right? We don't have to stop. It could be a warning, though. Paul was warned what's going to happen. It was a word of wisdom given to him. Did you get that? We don't have to stop doing something, but we might get warned by God. Right? We'll get some insight into the future through the word of wisdom. Paul got insight into the future through the word of wisdom. He got a warning. Amen? Okay. It can be a warning. A word of wisdom can also be conditional. Oh, you're going to love this. Look at 2 Kings 20, verse 1. It can be conditional. In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord. Well, you better listen up. right? <laughs> Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. You shall die. You're going to die. So this is a word of wisdom from Isaiah. Come on. Hezekiah is going to die. Guess what? Isaiah then turns around. He starts leaving. He doesn't even get out of the courtyard. And Hezekiah turns to the walls. He turns to the walls and he prays to God. He just got the word from Isaiah. He is going to die. He turns to the wall. He prays to God. Isaiah, as he's walking out, after giving the word to Hezekiah, he's probably like, well, I gave the word, God. I did what I said. He gets another word from God and says, go back. <laughs> okay. Come on. What does he tell? You know what he tells him? <laughs> he says, God has heard your prayers and he's given you 15 more years of life. He gets another word of wisdom on top of the word of wisdom. What happens if Hezekiah does not pray? Did you catch that? What happens if Hezekiah doesn't turn to the wall and pray? Isaiah just said, you are going to die, king. Get your house in order. It's coming. You are good. You're a dead man. He turns and prays to God. And Isaiah, before he gets out of the courtyard, comes back and says, you're going to live. God just said, you're going to live 15 more years. Word of wisdom on top of word of wisdom. And it was conditional. Ooh, we're going somewhere with this, aren't we? Hezekiah changed the future by praying to God. Amen. I said, Hezekiah changed the future. This is powerful. Another example, Jonah. Jonah 3, verse 4. And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Then he cried out and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. This is said when Jonah entered Nineveh. You know the story of Jonah, right? He entered the city of Nineveh. He said this. Now, as we all know, Judah, jo Judah Jonah, <laughs> Jonah did not go to Nineveh as he was told to right away. Right? What did he do? He ran away from God. Go to Nineveh and tell them to repent. Jonah. Oh, I think I'll go on vacation instead. I'm going to get on the ship to Tarshish. I don't want to go to Nineveh. I don't even like them people. Come on now. <laughs> 
He ran away from God. He got on the ship to Tarshish. He caused a great storm, right, because of his disobedience. He caused a great